Hey, what's up? Hey man, thanks for coming over tonight. It's a great night for a campfire. The fireflies are out in force this summer. They're so surreal, like God's little flying organic LEDs. Yeah, that's the bullfrogs down at the creek. They're out in force tonight after the nice summer shower we had today. I'm telling you, my friend, it's going to be a good one. Hey, this is Kenny Price. You're listening to Guat Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. This is episode 127. How should we then live? Thoughts of a terminal man on how to live. The example of the Apostle Paul. This podcast answers the question, how should we then live? The answer is found in the Bible book of 2 Timothy chapter 4. Regardless if this is the end of the age, as conservative West Coast pastor Jack Hibbs recently proclaimed in a sermon at his church, Calvary Chapel in Seno Hills, California, by the way, it's a must watch. I've included the YouTube link in the show notes. Or perhaps you've lost your job and your mortgage is in jeopardy. Or the doctor has given you two weeks to live. Or you just received a promotion at work that puts you in the top one percentile of wage earners in America. Whether you're going through a hard time or a fantastic time, 2 Timothy chapter 4 gives you, in just a few short verses, the roadmap to success that ushers you straight to your, your reward in Christ reserved for you, the crown of righteousness. All of the actions and attitudes that we think about today are imperatives given to us by God, not suggestions or options. These imperatives are not harsh commands, but life directives given by our Heavenly Father. 2 Timothy chapter 4. I solemnly charge you before God and Christ Jesus, who is going to judge the living and the dead, and because of His appearing in His kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and teaching. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, but according to their own desires will multiply teachers for themselves because they have an itch to hear what they want to hear. They will turn away from hearing the truth, and will turn aside to myths. But as for you, exercise self-control in everything. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time for my departure is close. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. There is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day and not only to me, but to all those who have loved his appearing. Make every effort to come to me soon, because Demas has deserted me since he loved this present world and has gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you, for he is useful to me in the ministry. I have sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak I left in Troas with Carpus as well as the scrolls, especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did great harm to me. The Lord will repay him according to his works. Watch out for him yourself, because he strongly opposed our words. At my first offense, no one stood by me, but everyone deserted me. May it not be counted unto them or against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, so that I might fully preach the word and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil work and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet Prisca and Aquila in the household of Onesiphorus. 
Erastus has remained at Corinth. I left Trophimus sick at Miletus. Make every effort to come before winter. Eubulus greets you, as do Puddens, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers and sisters. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you all. Here are top ten things that we can take away from this passage of Scripture that give us the equipment we need to make it through these perilous times with great success regardless of come what may. Number one, remember that God is watching and that Christ Jesus has come. He has established His eternal kingdom and He is going to judge the living and the dead. Number two, fulfill your mission. Proclaim, propagate, spread the Christian message, the gospel, the good news about Jesus in the widest sense possible. Express strong disapproval of someone's errant action, another person's actions that are straying from the truth of God's word. The same word that is translated here as correct is used in Matthew chapter 18, 15, where Jesus tells his disciples that if your brother sins against you, go tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. Imperative number three, which is similar to the correction we just talked about, is a strong warning of someone in order to prevent an action or to bring an errant action to an end. The word translated rebuke here is in the same vein of understanding as correction, but its uses in the New Testament usually have a public sense about the correction. The speech is more terse and more forceful as we carry out and fulfill our mission. Strongly urge, exhort, encourage people to say yes to Jesus. Many places in the New Testament, this word is translated beg. Begging, pleading with someone to enter into the kingdom of Jesus is a best thing. Badgering someone to say yes to Jesus is wrong. Every action that the Apostle Paul commands us to carry out in the fulfilling of our mission is expressed in a Christ-honoring way that is instructive in nature that seeks life change. Point number three, remember your milieu. Remember your milieu. Now, milieu is not a word that we use very often, but it's a very powerful word. It means your setting, your situation, your atmosphere, a person's social environment. Here, what is the cultural setting? Remember that Paul warned us that this time would come, where supposed Christians will turn away from the truth of history and turn to myths from the mouths of teachers who will feed their lusts. Darwinism, atheism, and Marxism have all been contrived and perpetrated by Satan in order to destroy the truth of history that changes and saves lives. Here's the truth of history. There is a God who is creator. His unique son, Jesus Christ, appeared on the earth to establish his kingdom and save lost souls. His resurrection and ascension into heaven are real, and that all history is barreling down the railroad tracks of history to the culmination of the age that ends with the eternal punishment of the wicked and the eternal salvation of those who know Jesus personally. Fact number four, encouragement number four, safeguard your methods through the exercising of self-control. It's a concept of being stable in the midst of the storm. We need to be free from every form of mental and spiritual drunkenness, excess passion, rashness, and confusion. Also, in order to safeguard our methods, we need to bear hardship patiently to be a good sufferer for the cause of righteousness' sake. Number five, mimic your mentors. Paul could honestly say that he had fought the good fight, finished the race, and kept the faith. Number six, remember your reward. The crown of righteousness is already stored up in heaven awaiting your attendance at the heavenly award ceremony for a job well done. Friend, there is a great payout at the end of this life, whenever and however it may come for those of us who love Jesus. Number seven, embrace your humanity. 
The hardships, abandonments, heartaches, and disagreements in the battlefield of life are real and should not be denied. At the same time, a constant mulling over wrongs done to you are destructive to yourself and a distraction from your mission at hand. Paul was deserted by Demas, abandoned by John Mark, greatly harmed by Alexander the coppersmith, and deserted by everyone in his first offense. He reminded Timothy to bring his cloak and come before winter. He's embracing his humanity. He has the sense of death hanging over his head, yet at the same time, if I'm still here on the planet, I need my coat because winter's coming. Number eight, maintain your spiritual family ties. Even though Paul had the sentence of death hanging over him, he still had a heart towards his brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. And we see that in verses 19 through 21. He names all of these people who are special to him and the gospel ministry. Number nine, glorify the Lord for his eternal presence, strength, deliverance, and salvation. Friend, you are invincible in Christ Jesus. Paul testified to Timothy that in verse 17, he says, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that I might fully preach the word and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil work and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Dear friend, it doesn't get any better than that. Jesus is with us through thick and thin, and he is our shield and our defense. He is our deliverer, and he is the one who will usher us into his heavenly kingdom. Number 10, Paul finishes with these encouraging words. The Lord be with your spirit, and he means your inner life, at the core of who you are. We can have the guarantee that God will be with us. Grace be with you all. And by grace, the Apostle Paul is talking about that special manifestation of God's divine presence. Friend, allow these words to encourage you today. The top 10 things the Apostle Paul gives us to the question, how should we then live, are to remember God and Jesus, fulfill your mission, remember your milieu, safeguard your methods, mimic your mentors, remember your reward, embrace your humanity, maintain your spiritual family ties, glorify the Lord, and remember that Jesus is with you in your inner life, and he will manifest himself with his divine presence over all of us who know the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.